McComb not quite. Gorn hopeful. Now Jamari Ugalhagen kicks it long. It's got a lot of carry. That's something extraordinary. It's a high five from Jamari. Glory. Just coming back. Hey guys, welcome back to the 13th edition of the In The Sand Show and today we're looking at the latest A-League news and the last week's A-League results. Also, we're going to have a look at the latest Aussie soccer transfer news across Europe and finally, we're joined with Casper Hallam, an ex-South Hobart and Melbourne Victory youth player and now a Dandy Thunder player for an interview about his career as a player in the NPL in Tasmania and as a player at one of the biggest clubs in Australia, Melbourne Victory, and his latest transfer to MPL one side in Victoria, Dandy Thunder. So let's get into the news. Former Premier League player Morgan Schneiderline has officially joined A-League men outfit Western Sydney Wanderers on loan. The Frenchman has departed League One club OGC Nice and will remain a Wanderer until the end of the current 2022-23 season. After signing for Nice in 2020, an exit for the 33-year-old became increasingly likely after a lack of playing time, failing to make a single appearance this season. The defensive midfielder now leaves the French Riviera as a free agent and will bolster a Western Sydney team set for the finals. Schneiderlein looks to boost Mark Rudin's side and I think he can definitely boost the Wanderers to get to the finals this season. The way Schneiderlein moves in the middle of the park he can, he can dish it out, he can defend well, and I think it's something that's going to really improve the Wanderers and can definitely uh, push them as far as possible uh, until the end of the season. And, yeah, exactly, the way he plays, it's just it's just really good. And um, you've got the wingers, you've got Brandon Barella, and you've got a lot of players on Mark Root inside that are really strong. And, uh, you know, they're coming up against Sydney FC pretty soon. And I think if he's there, it's going to be really good and... Uh, him and Milos Ninkovic in the middle of the park, I reckon they're going to be super strong. Just got to see how they go. A-League dwellers, Melbourne Victory, have both bolstered their attacking stocks for the rest of the season with signing of Bruce Kamau. Kamau, 27 years old, has joined the Victory on loan from Greek Super League club OFI Crate. The former Australian under-23 international has had previous spells with three other A-League clubs, the Western Sydney Wanderers, Melbourne City and Adelaide United, where he won a championship with coach Tony Popovich. Victory, whose attacking stocks have been hit hard, losing Nanny with a season-ending injury, um, and they've lost Nick D'Agostino, his departure off to Norwegian side Viking. Kamau said he would add a dynamic element to this side, and let's hope he does, because Victory needed. Um, their attack's a bit shaky. They got a win last night, and it's I think the um, the number nines, the strikers, really proved something. Uh, proved something last night because the loss of Nick D'Agostino. See if they kept the spot. You got Tommy Urich and 
Bruno Fornaroli both kept their spot. And it's something, uh, and with Kamau's entrance, I think it's going to be really strong, really strong attack. And let's see if they can get off the bottom of the table. Adam Taggart returns from his one-week absence. Taggart returned to the Perth Glory, his home club, this year after a two-year stint in Japan and many other stints across Europe and Asia. He picked up two goals on his debut and he's back um, from an injury uh, last week. His return to the glory is definitely going to push him to the finals. I reckon they're a really strong side. Um, you saw in the A-League All-Access series where they uh, followed the Perth Glory manager um, just how how much they work individually as a team and how they how they work um, on an individual player themselves. I can't remember the Perth Glory manager name, but he he works with every single player, and you, and it's and um, it's shown in the uh, in the A League All Access series. And Taggart, a player like Taggart, if he can score goals for Perth Glory, and he, if he's on a roll, he can definitely get them as far as possible. He's got the experience; he's been to Europe, he's played with Fulham. Um, so he knows what to do. Let's just see if, just, if he can do it. Now let's have a look at the round 14 of the A-League season. And it all kicked off on Australia Day on the annual Melbourne victory against Sydney FC clash. Victory opened the scoring with a brilliant Jakey Brimmer strike from a free kick, as he always does. He puts him in the back of the net, lovely, um, all the time there. But only 10 minutes later, Max Berger struck back. For the Sky Blues, levelling the scoring. English import Adam LaFondra gave Sydney the lead and the eventual win. Victoria having an extremely poor season. They've lost some real key players and uh, something needs to change. And I think the um, the inclusion of Bruce Kamau is going to add that little bit of flair to, the, flair to the side. And I think after what happened um, in the derby where the fans uh, ran onto the pitch and uh, threw the bucket at Tommy Glover... I reckon it put a, a bit of a downer on the players, and I think they're uh, they're just just really down. They looked really down playing against Sydney FC, and even in the training against Wellington Phoenix last night, they looked really down. There wasn't a lot of um, there wasn't a lot of talking. There was it was just really really quiet, and no congratulating congratulating after a good shot. It was I, th- I think it's a left a real downer, and I think that support that whole big big aisle full. Definitely helps a victory, and um, and it's coming back now. Uh, last night there was a fair few fans, and I think uh, the players they needed it, and a lot of people rocked up late actually, and uh, the players got around it, and they they looked really good um, playing last night. We'll get into that later in the show. Next, the Newcastle Jets hosted the Brisbane Roar on a Friday night goal fest with Newcastle absolutely destroying the Roar four nil after Brisbane's loss of Charlie Austin, who was their marquee signing and English import, left the club, and now their attack is in absolute shambles. And I think it's pretty poor from the Brisbane coaching staff to bring in a player of Charlie Austin's calibre. Not saying Austin's bad, he's just a bit older. And they brought in Joe Knowles from the Oakley Cannons, who I think is a great signing. They need that young player. And I think if they had two of them or someone with a little bit more experience playing in bigger leagues and that can adapt to playing against really strong defenders. Raw could be a brilliant side, but um, they, yeah, it just didn't not working out for them. And their backline, where they're supposed to say is their like strong part of their um, team, is just not not going uh, planned ahead. 
and they lost against a team that's only one spot uh, above them, 4-0 on the ladder. And, uh, yeah, not looking good for the Raw. Next, Melbourne City hosted Adelaide United in a six-goal thriller. Only 30 seconds in, Adelaide striked first, leading 1-0, and only 11 minutes later, City got one back, and then it was just going back and forward. By halftime, the wayside were up 3-1. Leckie gave the home side a goal back, but then unfortunately, Juan Day of Adelaide United broke his leg, and the game got delayed for up to 45 minutes, and I think it's really poor from... Um, from uh, the A League and all that. There's there wasn't an ambulance at the stadium. Surely that should be quick. Get an ambulance on. Get him in the ambulance. Get him out of the stadium. Get him some help. But nothing. None of that's happening. And uh, I think it's really important. Something that needs to change. And there should be an ambulance at the pitch at all times, which there normally is, and you see it. But uh, oh well. Hopefully he gets better. And um, he's going to take a huge hit to Adelaide. And like four minutes later. Jamie McLaren in the 92nd minute leveled the game and then the 3-0 and I think the loss of Juan Day is really going to hit Adelaide but they're going to have to bounce back and let's see how they go. Last night, Melbourne Victory played Wellington in a Friday night match uh, with the rain was coming down all day and I thought it was going to pour down when the when the match started but it didn't. I was in the crowd, I was sitting in the OSM and oh, it was a great game and all the time, victories start off slow, and it's really annoying. But, you know, they've just got to adapt to it and adapt to the team they're playing. And I think it takes them a good half an hour, 45 minutes to adapt to who they're playing. And I think Tony Popovich needs to pick up on little things pretty quickly to um, make make uh, certain changes. But they uh, going 1-0 down in 12 minutes with Zawada's header, yeah, looked didn't look good. Uh, from a victory fan perspective, it was looking really bad and um, they needed to bounce back pretty quick. But then they controlled most of the game. Bruno Fornaroli scored a goal and was 1-0 going into halftime and it was it was all right for victory. But after halftime, they came with some energy that I've never seen in like a good couple matches. And Jakey Brimmer scored a lovely free kick and then a mix-up at the back for Wellington let Tommy Urich score a tap in and the crowd is going nuts and it's great and it's great to have victory back on winning soil first win of 2023 and let's hopefully they uh get off the bottom but we're just gonna have to wait and see that wraps up the a-league news so thank you for listening to the in the stand show i'll catch you after the break don't worry about a thing Cause Atticus Health will make you feel alright Don't worry about a thing Cause Atticus Health will make you feel alright If you got a tummy ache Or you don't feel right Or if you have a nasty rash Keeping you up at night don't worry, Don't worry about a thing. Don't worry. Because Atticus' health will make you feel all right. 
Hi, this is Matt Joe Gow, and you're listening to Radio Karam, which is local community internet radio. And uh, we were having a chat about community radio earlier and how important it is to Melbourne, how important it is to the scene here, the music scene, but also the wider community. So check out Radio Karam, tune in. Welcome back to the In The Sand Show, and now we're going to have a look at how some of the Aussie internationals playing soccer are going overseas and we're going to have a look at the transfers and see some of the transfers our Aussies have made. Socceroo star Harry Suter will play in the English Premier League after Leicester City confirmed the signing of the 24-year-old defender. On deadline day, Leicester announced the signing from championship side Stoke City just after the January tra- January transfer deadline. Fellow EPL clubs West Ham and Wolves were interested in Suter, but Leicester have won the race. Leicester are believed to have a verbal deal with the championship championship club, club uh, of Stoke and Suter will head to the top flight team in a deal worth $26 million. and it is a record transfer for any Socceroos player eclipsing the total of Huddersfield, uh, Huddersfield paid for Aaron Moy. Suter's inclusion will be a major boost for manager Brendan Rodgers. Harry Suter had a great World Cup and he was a rock at the back for Australia. He's making some of those tackles that were great. There was a one-on-one and, and it's it's that tackle everyone knows and he's come out of nowhere and he's taken him out and it's something that we haven't seen from Australia and especially as a center, as Australian centre-back. We haven't seen a play of Harry Suter and it's needed and I think he's doing a great job and uh, let's... Let's hope he um, performs great for Leicester. And I think Leicester definitely need a strong centre-back. Uh, so you can choose at the back then, Saez. And I think Harry Suter will fit in there lovely and um, definitely help Leicester out. Aussie young gun, Garen Cole, who has just last year signed with Premier League side Newcastle, has now joined Hearts in Scotland on loan. It was thought that Cole would get a little get little game time if he stayed in Newcastle, so the move was great. He joins Hearts with fellow Socceroos players Cam Devlin and Kai Rolls. Cole gained a lot of experience with playing against some of the very best in the world throughout the World Cup, and he was oh so close to getting the equaliser against Argentina in the round of 16, and this move will definitely help Cole get used to the European level of football before he joins back Newcastle. Socceroos captain Matty Ryan has joined Eredivisie side AZ Alkmaar until the end of the 2023-24 season. The 30-year-old ends a six-month spell. Yeah, only six-month spell. Um, pretty short time to be at a club, actually. With Danish Superliga champions FC Copenhagen in search of more playing time and will compete for the number one spot on, alongside Gloveman. Hobie Verhulst. Ryan played all four matches at the recent FIFA World Cup, becoming the first Australian goalkeeper to record two clean sheets at the major tournament against Tunisia and Denmark. Denmark. AZ will be Ryan's eighth European club since leaving Central Coast Mariners in 2013, which has seen him play in Belgium, Spain, England, Denmark, and now the Netherlands. And I think... This move is definitely going to boost Matty Ryan's um, career. You know, I don't know how longer, how much longer he's going to play for the Socceroos, but if he does it uh, anymore, I know there's an Asian Cup coming up, and hopefully he's playing in that. 
and um, it's it's gonna boost it's gonna boost him as a goalkeeper and and let's see if he can keep that number one spot as the uh, Aussie um, Aussie number one keeper. Melbourne victory can confirm it is transferred striker Nick D'Agostino to Norwegian club Viking FK for an undisclosed fee. After joining the club at the start of the 2021 season, D'Agostino came into his own as an established senior player, scoring 13 goals in 37 matches uh, in the A-League, being a part of the 2021 Australia Cup triumph and making his Socceroos debut whilst being a Melbourne Victory player. D'Agostino is a pivotal part of Tony, Tony Popovich's side, being that goal scorer for victory and always providing that link-up play up top for Melbourne. His loss is going to take a huge hit and the season loss of Nani. The victory's attack has fallen to a bit of a shambles, but talk too soon there because last night uh, the number nines and the strikers for Melbourne victory turned up. Tommy Urich was playing great and Bruno Fornaroli scored a goal, so they both scored a goal each. And um, I don't, I think we sold that number nine issue up top. Uh, but, but I think maybe D'Agostino was like on their backs a lot, and it, it's probably very mental for players that aren't the number one choice striker because they're going to have to show up every game. But now I think that D'Agostino's left has helped them. Um, it's helped them relax, and I think they've scored. Um, uh, Tommy Urich has scored his first goal for, as a victory player, and Bruno Fornaroli scored, and uh, it's it's great for the club. And now. Now we've solved our issue of a striker. So, yeah, it's, it's pretty good. And um, another transfer to Viking FK's Sydney FC midfielder, Patrick Yazbek. And he'll join the Socceroos pair, Nick, Nick D'Agostino and Gianni Stesnes at Norwegian top flight outfit, Viking FK. Yazbek, 20 years old, will move to Norway following the Skies Blues clash with Brisbane Raw on February the 18th. The transfer fee is rumored to be a, about $750,000, a record amount for a Sky Blues Academy graduate. Yazbek's switch comes less than two weeks after former victory striker D'Agostino moved to the same club, which has also been the home of ex-Central Coast Mariner Stesnes since August 2020-21. This move is great for Yazbek as it's an outlet for him to gain European experience with fellow Aussies and Having Aussies at your club and having people that you can interact with, talk with, it's a, a big boost for any player. And it will give him that bit more confidence because he knows who he's playing with and he's not going into a new group. And So it, it's pretty it's pretty good for Yazbek. And um, I think I think he's going to grow and he can maybe see him play in the soccer is pretty soon. But that wraps up all the latest international Aussie soccer player news. After the break, we are joined with Casper Hallam of Dandy Thunder, so stay tuned. And thank you for listening to the In The Sand Show. I'll catch you after the break. Josie from Space Folk, and when I want to stay groovy, I listen to Radio Caram.
Welcome back to the In The Sand Show. And now we're joined with ex-South Hobart and Melbourne Victory youth player and now Dandy Thunder player Casper Hallam. So, Casper, how are you going? Yeah, really good. Thanks, mate. Really good. To kick us off with the questions, two years ago you were playing for South Hobart. You scored 16 goals in 21 matches. You were NPL Tasmania's best and fairest and players' player of the year. So how was that experience having a great season, winning all of those uh, awards and yeah, scored many goals. So how was that? Yeah, no, really good, mate. Really good. Um, like obviously, I think Tassie's probably a little bit behind uh, compared to a lot of other states in Australia, but um, it was still like yeah, really, really fantastic. You know, winning those awards, and I definitely didn't uh, think I would be winning those going into the season. So that was a a really pleasant surprise for sure, and it, it set me up to uh, get a trial with victory as well. So it was yeah, a bit a big year for me that one. Yeah, so you said you got the trial of victory. You played with them last year in the under-23. So how did it feel to be playing for one of Australia's biggest clubs? Yeah, yeah, uh, unbelievable honour. Um, it was it was tough. You know, I think uh, A-League youth setups are really difficult to break through and that's that's for, for most, you know, kids sort of going through an A-League setup. It's, it's difficult to, you know, earn a... A professional contract that way but uh, it was it was really good and the the staff is probably the biggest thing i'd say you know the staff of victory was was unbelievable with um joe power as our coach and, and the whole staffing team behind him just really top tier so the amount you improve under them is it's massive so yeah yeah so when you were player at victory did you get any chance to train or play or against the first team and how's that experience You've got some like real top class plays in there. Yeah, back then Marco Rojas and D'Agostino. How was that? Did you get to play with them? Yeah. So yeah, I had. It was just last season, so I had a few sessions uh, with the first team, which was pretty pretty awesome. I, I was um came up and we were playing a, a game one day, and I was playing left back, so I was playing on a uh, little nanny at the time, which was oh. uh, pretty surreal. Yeah, pretty yeah. surreal. For me. I think he tried to not move me a couple of times, but um, probably doesn't quite have the pace he used to, but he's always still yeah. unbelievable. And yeah, all, all those boys, you know, that that's when you sort of see like a professional football environment and that's when you see, okay, that's that's a difference, you know, the, the way we train, it's, it's not just about, you know, calling yourself professional footballers, it's about what you actually do on the field. And, and that was, yeah, pretty, uh, left me in a lot of awe for sure. Yeah. Did you see a big difference playing in Tasmania in and then in Victoria? Yeah, that I would I would certainly say Tasman's a little bit behind in that sense. Maybe just from a um uh the probably mostly from a population of of young people playing um football in Tasmania because there's some good players in Tasmania and there's some good teams in, in the MPL. But the issue is it's it's probably not uh really competitive in that yeah. sense you know the the good teams will will win the league and then the poor teams can still play in the NPL and there's no you know relegation or promotion which makes it a little bit harder to get that real competitiveness which you have in Victoria and I think yeah Victoria's yeah huge difference but um yeah yeah it's it's good uh this year you just got picked up by Dandy Thunder so what are your expectations going into this season yeah yeah um yeah great club um 
from what I've experienced so far, you know, great bunch of boys and, and well ran. So I'm, I'm really looking forward to this season. I think when I first signed and when I was training the first few weeks, sort of just before the build up to Christmas, I was playing quite well. And I think when I made that signing, I decided like, I'm making that signing because I think I can start and play first team, which yeah. is still the case. But I've had uh, some issues with injury sort of yeah. just before the Christmas break and then on the weekend just gone on. Uh, I had the same injury where I've, I've strained my quad. So it's been a pretty tough preseason for me, but it's, it'll be a long season. Even if I'm just the start of the season, you know, I think I'll be battling for a place back in the team very soon as well. Yeah, so just a couple of, a couple of days ago, Dandy Thunder travelled to Tasmania to play your old side uh, and did 3 all. How do you think the boys played and did you play at all? Yeah, I, so that's – I thought I was back to full fitness and I played the first 20 minutes before coming off with oh. that same injury. So that's – yeah, that's when I came off. But um, oh, it, was, it was firstly like, unbelievable playing against yeah. my former team, you know, against in, – back in Tassie against South Hobart. Uh, awesome stuff, which, <laughs> which I, yeah, I was really happy about. But, yeah, coming off after 20 minutes with an injury definitely wasn't how I wanted the day to go. I think how we played was – was pretty poor as well. I think everyone on the team was pretty unhappy with with a three on draw. But at the same time, it was you know a preseason match down in Tasmania, so it was just as much about you know the bonding side of it, which which yeah. we did have after the game and stuff. Yeah. yeah. So that wraps up all the questions. Thank you, Casper, for joining us. I really appreciate it. I wish I uh, wish you the best of luck for the west uh, rest oh. of the season, and um, hopefully you recover from your injury pretty oh. quickly. Yeah, awesome. Thanks so much, mate. Unbelievable stuff you're doing here. I really, I really hope it all works out for you. Honestly, good on you. I Thank you very that, much. All right, see you awesome. later. Right. Thank you, mate. See ya. See ya. That wraps up the In The Sand Show. So thank you for listening to the In The Sand Show. I'll catch you next week. Walsh has got it. Twigging around. Gee, the tackle was a little high. Collingwood win by four. McComb not quite. Gorn hopeful. Now Jamari Ugalhagen kicks it long. It's got a lot of carry. That's something extraordinary. It's a 